I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. to episode 229 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, it's Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. How are you doing this Tuesday evening? I'm great. I thought you called me Miss Tuesday Evening at first, but then I realized, <laughs> like, as you're saying it, that you meant this Tuesday evening, because I'm thinking, like, I'm... I. I don't think my last name is Tuesday morning. There's a restaurant called like Tuesday morning or something. I don't own that restaurant. I've never been to that restaurant or it's either like a store or something, but I'm not a Tuesday person. Like I I remember once someone told me that their favorite day of the week was Tuesday because Monday's already over and then they're almost halfway through the week. And I'm thinking, like, at first when I heard that, I was I was young and dumb. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, that's such a cool day to like. But I'm like, fuck that. It's all about the weekend. I think Tuesdays are, like, one of the worst days. Yeah, because it's like you're, you've barely started and you're barely there. Yeah, no, Tuesdays suck. Tuesdays are bad. Yeah. Well, how was your Tuesday? Um, it was okay um like work's a little busy because i am taking off uh thursday afternoon like leaving a little early from work and getting on a train and going up to boston and i'm gonna uh spend the july 4th weekend with my brother and his wife because my parents and younger siblings are driving out and we're all just gonna hang and be at the pool and eat good food because my brother and his wife are amazing cooks and I'm going to bake and we're going to drink and I'm going to meet their new dog. Oh my God. Emily is going to meet a dog. What is the dog's name? Does the dog have a name yet? They are. They have a couple that they're considering, but they want to wait until they meet him. They are thinking right now it will be Theo. Uh, Augie was another uh, name that was bouncing around I know this is one that they saw on some like rescue dog news story or something because it's a dog that was in I don't know like I think like some sort of like testing lab or something terrible like that that was rescued and so 
then they Jessica decided to apply for it um and then it was just made they just got approved so they're going to actually pick him up the same day that I arrive so that will be an adjustment period for this dog because it will be suddenly a house full of people and two cats and another dog but I love dogs as you saw by my announcement in our group chat of I get to meet a new dog <laughs> all in capital letters oh that, miss, that makes me miss being with dogs I know like I I've told you this before, but when I get a house house, I want to adopt a greyhound from one of those like sanctuaries, like the ones that mm-hmm. come from China that used to be like racing dogs, because I just want to give them a good life. Like I love greyhounds. They're such wonderful animals. Um, they're very resemblance to one of my favorite animals, the deer. But I don't know. I think they're like cute dogs. And I think that like people look at them like kind of like, um, I don't know. I think people may- might think they're scary because they might. I don't know like people some people are scared of dogs i don't know but i just think they're cute and i think that they're deserving of a nice lovely home that i want to give one day yeah no i love dogs and i'm looking forward to meeting the dog and i'm looking forward to seeing uh their other dog dane devito who is my favorite dog on the planet she is very sweet it's danny with an eye she is the best dog but she is getting old and so they decided to get a new dog now so that when <laughs> it's kind of fucked but i get it which is like it's going to be so bad when danny dies that they're like we're going to get a new dog now so we have like a transition period with the new dog <laughs> it's horrible but it's it's such a good idea i know when we lost cooper the house was just so empty because like sure we had the cat but like fuck the cat it's a very different yeah I mean, not fuck the cat. Don't fuck the cat. Yeah. But yeah. No. But do you want to know what else happened on my Tuesday today? No. What what happened? <gasps> you got the head! Emily got the head! Emily got head! <laughs> I wish I got head. I got a head. My Tarkin head arrived. It is a 3D printed head it is fucking awesome i'll have pictures up i didn't put out pictures yet on twitter because i wanted to show Brittany on the thing but it's fucking awesome oh I'm, it's so good i'm so honored that you showed me your head first <laughs> so now like i can officially say that like emily has given me head I can't wait to tell Carlos that after we're done recording. Hey, how's the recording? It was great. Emily gave me head. I mean, he's the one who so badly wants my sex tape. I'm sure that this would not be bad. News. Yeah, but here, here's the thing: is I gave him the offer. I said, "Hey, Emily will give you the sex tape if you show the art," and he said no. And I'm like, "You're getting the main thing that you want, and I'm getting the main thing that I want." Like, there's no compromise here. I'm like, you have your Legos up. And he's like, well, you have your Porgs up. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, I one of these days, we will find something to... Because then he's like, well, people are going to ask questions. I'm like, yes. My lovely friend, Emily Lid, writes erotic fan fiction. And I think it's beautiful. <laughs> and my friend and celebrity artist, my favorite celebrity artist, Chris Hall, wrote, okay. drew this. We, we got to talk about your favorite celebrity artist, Chris Hall. 
you know, all celebrities are problematic. So it's not surprising to me that possibly one of my favorite celebrities is problematic. Because I used to have a favorite celebrity, but then they cheated on their wife. And now, like, I'm not a fan of them anymore. I mean, of all the things that your favorite celebrity could do, cheating on their wife is fairly low on the list. Like, yeah, you could. I still think it's a good reason to not like them anymore. Mm-hmm. But it could have definitely been a worse Oh, thing. I know. I'm very happy that it's it's not anything worse. So anyway, I am sitting down to listen to one of my formerly favorite podcasts, the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. I, you know, in my head, I'm like, I, you know, these are all nice boys. I like them very much. Some of them more than others. I'm going to listen to their podcast, as I do every week. At least every week that it comes out. That's not a slam, because God knows we are not consistently releasing our podcast. Oh, no. But... So I'm listening, and accusations were made that I I take some umbrage with. And those accusations were of witchcraft. Because, alright, so a couple weeks ago, one of, the, one of the hosts of the podcast, Kev, was supposed to go to a live show to see Interpol, one of his favorite bands. Now, this was his first show since Celebration. Actually, it was not his first show of Celebration, but it was the first show he was going to be able to go to because the first show he actually had tickets for, he had COVID and could not go. So the morning of the show, we're messaging, and I make a joke about how somebody in the band is going to get COVID and the show is going to get canceled. And we laugh about it because it's funny. And then he drives to London, which is like two to three hour trip. And he messages me that afternoon. When he's outside the, like, outside the venue. And I text him, any second now. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I swear I'm not, I'm not making up this time period. It is at most, like, five minutes later. I think it's less than that. I think it's more like two minutes later. I get a message from him that just says, holy shit. And then I get a screen cap of a text he got announcing that the show has been canceled because one of the band members is sick. Oh, no! So, then he's just in London, where he does not live. So, basically, he spent, I think, six hours round trip to have a fucking meal in a Chinese restaurant. Was it at least a good meal? But, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was, but I don't know if it was good enough to spend all the money on gas and, you know, six hours of your life. So, anyway, accusations were made that I cursed him or hexed him or otherwise used witchcraft. And I will say this. I mean, first of all, the timing was genuinely crazy. Like, if I believed at all in anything, like, supernatural, I'd be like, that's bizarre. However, if I were going to curse somebody, I don't know if Kev would be at the top of my list. I mean... I feel I feel like there are people in my life who have done much worse things to me or that, you know, deserve it a lot more. And probably if I were going to curse somebody, it would also be worse than just getting a show canceled. But five shows canceled. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, 
So the word witchcraft was thrown around. I think the word voodoo was thrown around or hex or all sorts of things. Mostly, I will say, by Chris Hall. Oh. Who really delighted in putting the boot in on this one. So, first of all, I mean, shooting right to the top of the fucking curse list is now Chris Hall. I mean, obviously. You're telling me that the guy who starred in Lord of the Rings is giving you shit for fucking <laughs> witchcraft? Yes. Famous actor Sean Bean. <laughs> wow. That's kind of weird. I mean, goddamn. Yeah. So it, it went on for a little while. So yeah, there, there were, I feel like I need to defend my honor. I also feel like if I do have magical powers... It was probably a one-time deal, and that's what I wasted it on, which seems really sad. I wish I could have, like, I don't know, won the lottery or, I don't know, like, wish somebody dead, something like that. Something way more worthwhile than getting a show canceled. But. Yeah, but. <laughs> Kavanaugh says he's not going to tell me about any gigs he's going to until after they, after he goes. Oh, God. Oh, I know. I remember you texted me. You said, like, I accidentally cursed Kev today. And I, for some reason, I read it as I accidentally cursed out Kev today. I'm thinking, oh, God, what did he do? <laughs> but then I read it, and I'm like, oh, like, she cursed him. Okay, like, that's much better than Emily cursing him out. <laughs> I'd rather get cursed. I might, I might curse out Chris Hall, but no, he is he is now on my list. I might turn him into a newt. Turn him into a Muppet. But I like Muppets. I know, but he can be like one of the background Muppets, like not even like starring in the show, like a background character in like one of the movies or something. Oh. But Muppets are so sweet and cuddly. Yeah. So it's like, it's not really like the most severe punishment but it's also like not it's like a soft punishment that's true As, i mean i also don't think like muppets have dicks or anything so well that's a good punishment so then he can't have sex yeah okay. yeah all right okay i'll put that on my list turn chris hall into a muppet but anyway fuck all of them any of any of the scruffy boys are now on my on my list. what about jimmy jimmy's nice he was part of the, he was part of the discussion he associates with them he calls me friend of england all the time no he's on the list darn an ed sweet sweet ed nope nope on the list they're all on the list even even kev oh kev's definitely on the list he started this whole thing I thought I had hope for Kev. <laughs> I mean, in terms of 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 uh, it's still he's still doing better than some other people. I'll say that. Yeah, so, I I agree somewhat. Yeah. Re relatively speaking, he's he's pretty good. But. If I if if I do have magical powers, they all need to be fucking careful. Yeah, but I recommend like if you have magical powers, don't 
try to win the lottery because I think the lottery is dangerous. I think that amount of money is like insane and like oh people like lose their minds. It's scary. Like I read the stories of what happens like the curse of the lottery. Like that's scary. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the way I mean first I mean there's a couple of things to do. One is keep it as secret as humanly possible. And like the first thing you do is hire like a friggin' money manager. Yeah, that's that's what I would probably do. Yeah, because then like people would find out, and then people would like think that hey, I'm gonna get some of this too, and then like people it just it's crazy. Like, uh, but then I'd want to donate a lot of it to like different charities, different organizations, like things that really need funding there's there's just a lot like me yeah the the emily fund <laughs> the the emily fund to celebration london that, that i i could use that because i just the fact that ticket on sale was announced the day i got my credit card bill that still has shit on it from last celebration i was just like you know this is not the greatest timing. Yeah, so uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, and tickets go on sale uh, Friday. Friday at noon Eastern time. Friday? I thought it was Thursday. 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 It is Thursday. Thursday at noon Eastern. I have a couple of alarm sets on my phone. Not that I think I'll forget, but sometimes I get busy at work, you know, and get distracted and lose track of time. So I am super fucking stressed out about it. I mean, I think it should be okay. I mean, the worst case scenario is that you can buy someone's four day pass on like light or something. Yeah, I know. I just don't want to have to deal with that. Like, I just want to get my ticket. And have that sorted. Like, accommodation is sorted. I need this sorted. And then I need to figure out, like, how long I can be in England for. Or just in the UK, because I might bop around a bit if I can. But we'll see. We're all we're going to be there. It'll be fun. I'll be with my friend, Brittany Brown. I can't wait. It's a, you know... It's- different we're in london me and emily like we're, we're taking it we're, we're taking it to the land of fish and chips like i'm just so excited <laughs> to eat fish and chips with emily and go to shitty amusement parks and go see big ben and walk through like neighborhoods that are like centuries old yeah it's weird because i living in new york there is nothing I hate as much as fucking tourists. Like, I hate them. I work, like, three blocks away from the Empire State Building. Tourists are the goddamn worst. They're always in my way. They're always stopping in the middle of the fucking sidewalk to take pictures of buildings. And I want to stab them because I just <laughs> want to get to my goddamn train. But I feel like if I'm going to another country... I'm going to be a tourist. I just need to be as not stupid and annoying as possible. Well, 
unfortunately, I, I might have, like, a really shitty solution to us, like, not being, like, terrible tourists. Mm, well, that? that podcast that you mentioned earlier, mm. there there's two of the guys and the producer who, like, live somewhat near the area. And maybe they... Well, their producer doesn't anymore. Oh, that's right. Where's the producer now again? Utah. The producer's in Utah. Oh, that's cool. That's like that's that. You didn't know that. I mean, I. I mean, I accidentally had the producer muted for a long time. <laughs> so, uh, no, Emily, I don't know. <laughs> oh, by the way, the producer Dave Strutt is also on the list. I know he had nothing to do with this episode, but just in general. I he's on I can't list. we have to take him off the list because like I still feel guilty that I accidentally found out that I <laughs> muted him. I didn't know this. I just thought he just doesn't post on Twitter. He's like fucking Kev, where it's like, oh a rare sighting of Kev. Like I I thought he just existed in the DMs like I do now. Like I a horrible mistake. So I think that because of that, we should level out and kick him off the list. Okay. Well, we'll negotiate about whether Dave gets cursed or not later. Okay. But, but I think they'd be like fun like tour guides. Like they'd be fun to like hang out with. Yeah. They know places to eat because yeah. that's like the most important thing is like where where to eat. I I I want to do one super fancy like balls out meal. What would that consist of? I want to do like a. I mean, London has some insanely good places. Um, I want. I want to do a Michelin star place. I. I'm willing to drop a couple hundred on it if I have to. Um, where's the one place I wanted to go? I would really, really like to, just like do something crazy. I don't know why I want to do that. I just do. That sounds fun. Like, like dress up fancy. Like we have to like dress up to go. Yeah, and not already. I mean, some of them, some of them in terms of like ambiance are, are not necessarily like hugely, you know, like dressy dress places. Some of them are, yeah. but. Well, that sounds fun. I don't know. Like I just. Yeah. I don't even know why I want to do that, but I think, like, I just do so much, like, watching of cooking shows and stuff. You want to live in the cooking show. You want to be the cooking show. Yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. Like, I want to do, like, um, I don't, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to do Gordon Ramsay because I can do that here, you know. Like I can do Vegas or something, but I want to do. Um, there, there's a, there's a, there's a couple people. Uh, Jason Atherton is just has some incredible looking places. There's a um, Marcus Waring who does uh, like French, like modern French cooking. Uh, and I think he has two or three Michelin stars. And I've he 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 has been in a lot of of British cooking shows that I've watched, and I'm kind of obsessed with him. 
so these Michelin stars, like, what are they? Are they like Forbes here or like? I mean, no, you, there's 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 Michelin stars here too, because um, it's and it's an international thing. It's one of those like it's not like, it's not like there's a rating of you know it's not like every restaurant gets one to four stars. It's a thing where having a Michelin star is a huge fucking deal. And it's it's like the Michelin like travel guide. Um, yeah. So I I want to do, uh, I uh, yeah I want to do either, uh, Marcus Waring or um, there there's an Irish guy. Um, what's his fucking name? Uh, Corrigan, like Richard Corrigan. His stuff looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I'd want to do Heston Blumenthal, who does like these crazy, like modern, like things that look like different things, you know, that kind of shit. But that is an impossible reservation and also an impossible amount of money. But anyway, that's that's on the that, you know, that's something it might it might not happen because like the reality of paying like a couple hundred dollars for dinner might hit me. Yeah. And and I can't do it, but <laughs> anybody anybody going to celebration who is willing to do this with me, hit me up. And we'll we'll find a fancy ass place and do it. E- even if it's like lunch, you know, which would be cheaper. Yeah, if you're in London, yeah. You know me, I'm down. I love to spend money on things I love. Okay, we can just have we can just have a cantabite date. A first date. <laughs> well, I mean, I've already given you head, so should I wear underwear or no? <laughs> I don't know. See, see, see what permission Carlos is willing to grant. I mean, I think I already know the answer. <laughs> We're talking about the person who hides my undergarments, for God's sake. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm excited I'll be able to see you in less than a year at Celebration. Um, and I assume that you already have your lodging because I heard that fucking Celebration just decided to release like the hotel list without like releasing it on social media. Yeah, like they didn't make an announcement. As like somebody just tweeted, being like, "The hotel blocks are open." Jesus God, Th- that's crazy. And so I immediately went into a panic, and then luckily I have something else sorted. But also, I was looking at the prices for the places that are right nearby, and holy God, I know I got really lucky. I'm staying like five miles from, and it's like less than nine. Cause like the places we were like that are like right there, it it was like upwards of two thousand, and I'm like I can't do that, and like the idea of like trying to to find a place. I mean I know you did it, but like trying to find a place on my own when I'm already kind of panicking in a not only like a city I don't live in, but a country I don't live in. So I don't even know like the, the like transportation hubs. I'm just like I can't. I can't fucking deal with this. <laughs> this is my nightmare. 
I know. I always look at it as like a challenge to try to see, okay, like how much am I spending? Where am I closest to? Am I closest to a tube? I'm close to two tubes. Um, I still need to figure out all of that because, I mean, but who knows? Maybe I'll end up changing to something closer because I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be spending the same amount on, like, transportation as I am if I stayed, like, closer to property. So I really need to figure out, is it really worth me spending less money for me to spend more on transportation? I don't know. But also, it's convenient. You know, these tubes, you know, they take you fucking everywhere. I mean, I can take a tube from the airport, you know, close to where I'm staying. So... That's pretty bitchin'. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I thought about, like, looking at Airbnbs and stuff, and then I'm like, you know what I like? A fucking hotel room. I There's there's advantages to an Airbnb, don't get me wrong. Like, having, like, a fully, like, you know, like a, like a kitchen and stuff like that. On the other hand, I like not dealing with people, and I like maid service. And so I'm just, I think, I think that's, but it's not like we, we didn't, like the last couple celebrations, it's not like we cooked or anything. So fuck it. Yeah. It was funny because last celebration worked out perfectly. We had a good group of people. It was quiet, but it was funny because Carlos and I kind of looked at each other. We're like, we want a hotel room next time because it's like, there's nothing like that. Just time alone with yourself and your thoughts. And then it's just so like just freeing being able like I can take off my pants and like not be afraid that anyone's gonna see me <laughs> pantsless you know like that kind of thing but yeah because yeah, I mean it is nice like you know saving money staying with people however it's nice also room service you know clean yeah. towels I love hotel towels because they just soak up everything it's just it's magical yeah so I think I think altogether I'm I'm happy to do a hotel this time around. You know, like we're at, it's 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 gonna be like you know, location based. You know, like in, in in Anaheim there were a lot of big Airbnbs available. Which I don't really think is the case in London. And if you're only gonna do two people, I'd I'd rather maybe spend a little more money and just do a hotel room rather than Airbnb. Yeah, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that we'll change Rusty's mind so that he'll go, but the, the poor little boy does not want to leave the country. I mean, look, I, okay, I'm fucking stressed about it because I've never, like, the only place I've ever been is Canada, but... Oh, I haven't been anywhere. I'm excited. I, yeah, I'm... It, it helps that we know people over there I think if we didn't have any, if I didn't have anybody I knew over there, I don't think I'd be as willing to go. But having some people who know the area is is a good thing. Yeah, I feel like we have already like a good group of people that we know are going to. And even though it's like much smaller than our, you know, the original people that went to uh Anaheim like it's it's still cool everything that we're gonna see for one we're gonna see in in a new place and get to experience new things I mean yeah it's I mean it's stressful as hell being a new place but I mean like gosh like just we just have to take it like one day at a time you know figure out okay like kind of like plan it out as we go kind of thing yeah so yeah I'm excited 
And I, yeah, I figured I turn, I turn 40 next year, even if it's not until November, this is my big, like, blowout thing. Um, it probably puts the final knife in the back of my Australia trip, but that, I mean, there's other factors involved in that anyway, so whatever. Yeah, just go to London. London will be better. You'll see you'll see and experience way better and bigger things in London. And and I'll see a bunch of Australians. Yeah, you'll see a lot of Australians. Most of the Australians yeah. are coming. So I think it's gonna be a good time. And I think that it's gonna be a fun celebration for you. You know, you're close to I can't because I know there's dirty thirty. Like what's like forty? Like like flirty forty? Ugh, I don't like that. Uh, flirty. Emily's flirty during this time. <laughs> I think we already took care of the flirty part. Yeah, we could do more. Ooh, there's always there's always time and space <laughs> to flirt. I don't know, but we'll we'll find out. Oh, we'll find out a good yeah. theme for okay. for this event. Fuck. I'm turning forty. Jesus Christ. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess also there's like Star Wars stuff. Whatever. So it'll be the it'll be the 40th anniversary of Empire, correct? Oh yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Wait, was it, or Return? Well, let's see. What? What? No, re- Return, because Return of the return Jedi. Of the Jedi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was 83. God, let's hope our biggest Return of the Jedi fan, still Saunders, is able to go. I just assume he's going. I sort of took that as, uh, you know, absolute. Yeah. He goes everywhere. Yeah, just wherever the wind follows. Like, he's he's just there. Yeah, he goes, you know, he goes to California. Well, he lives there. He came to Chicago. He came to Florida. He went to the last one that was in London, he goes to Tatooine, like the guy who just gets around. Yeah, he's he's everywhere. Like I maybe he has like a doppelganger or like a twin. Like maybe his twin is the Ajax citizen. Maybe they're just like like just identical twins. Speaking of Steel Saunders, he was not happy that we were preemptively grumpy about little Luke. And the season finale of Obi-Wan. Well, yeah, I mean, the only reason why we're saying good things about him this episode, because he didn't do anything. All he said was that he's not afraid. I'm like, well, good. Like, be afraid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So should we jump into it? 40, almost 45 (laughs) minutes into our episode? Yeah, let's let's give it a go. Let's hit the bat and hope that we hit a home run or something that is good enough to not do it out. So... Because our podcast is always very timely, we are talking about the hopefully series, but probably season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ah, look, (laughs) Brittany, why don't you just say what you thought of it? Because last week we were both very negative. I think think we might have split apart on this one a little bit. It's totally that it happens, but yeah, I thought it was a decent ending to a shit show. 
I enjoyed many parts of this, and I didn't enjoy many parts of this. However, I was slightly one, but I can't say that fully because for some goddamn reason, like, it still hasn't hit me that I just watched a Star Wars show about one of my favorite characters in Star Wars because, like, it just it didn't feel like how I thought it should have felt. You know, like, when you're really excited to eat this meal because, like, you've heard such great things about this meal and everyone says it's good and then you eat it and you're like, yeah, it's fine. And then you're disappointed because it's like, I, I wanted to feel what the others felt. Like, that's how I felt about this series. Like, I really loved aspects of it. I really loved Vader and Obi-Wan's fight and how you got to hear Hayden and James Earl Jones's voice and just, like, Obi-Wan's emotions. You know, I love that Joel fucking Edgerton really thought that he could kill an Inquisitor. Like, I love that dearly. I loved that Joel Edgerton saw little Luke Skywalker in Obi-Wan and said, you want to meet him? You want to meet him? Like a fucking dog. I love that shit. Um, I love the cameo from Qui-Gon Jinn, one of my favorite Jedis. Even though Liam Neeson's like, not not the best person in the world. I, I really love Qui-Gon Jinn though. Like Qui-Gon Jinn, like Vanna Menace, like that's my favorite Star Wars movie. So like seeing Qui-Gon Jinn made me happy. But then I'm like, fuck, it's Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, part of me is like, yay, it's Qui-Gon Jinn. And it's like, fuck, it's Qui-Gon Jinn. So, yeah. I, I thought it was a decent ending to a shit show. What about you? There is stuff in it that I liked. But the stuff in it I disliked, I disliked so intensely that it was a negative experience for me. Um, I will say, like, look, we were we were wrong about Luke. Luke wasn't as big of an issue as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I still think it was unnecessary to the story to suddenly have Luke in danger. However, we got some stuff with Owen and Brew that I thought was good, and I was happy to see more Joel Edgerton, I was especially happy to see, like, protective dad Joel Edgerton and, like, kicking ass Joel Edgerton because that dude is fucking hot and that is very much my thing. And that was enjoyable. But I was just kind of watching it going, like, it's really, it really felt weird how much I want to fuck Uncle Owen. But that's just where we are. Um, no, I just, I, I, I do like that, that, that he and, and Baru got to do some shit and I do, I, I'm such a sucker for, for, we talked about this before with, um, with Bale, like I, the emotional feel I think with like adoptive family that the fact that they are Luke's parents hits me and so I liked that um I liked the stuff with little Leia um like the um it's like her having the holster is ridiculous but it worked for him anyway 
just because I thought, like, I mean, just because I, I love Leia so much that that would have made me roll my eyes in other circumstances, but I, I gave that a pass. Uh, and I thought the, the goodbye scene between her and Obi-Wan was really good. The, like, the stuff with the parents, like, you know, you, you got this from your mother and you got this from your father. As somebody who does not care for the prequels, that doesn't hit me emotionally. But just, like, their goodbye did. It also retroactively makes me okay with her naming her kid Ben. A thing that, at the time, I'm like, she doesn't she didn't know this guy. That's fucking weird. And, like, it felt like such a just-for-the-audience thing. And look, it was, when it was written, a just-for-the-audience thing. But this show has made that made sense. Um, I rolled my eyes so hard when we saw Liam Neeson pop up. Um, for, like, first of all, it just felt it like it... it, it I, I don't know, like, I get... I mean, you can... You can find some kind of explanation of like, oh, he felt like he needed to let Obi-Wan figure this out on his own, blah, blah, blah. But dude, Kenobi could have died like 20 different times during this series. And so the fact that when it's all over, Qui-Gon pops up, irritated. I also hate the like sequel setup of it, like the whole like we're just getting started bullshit, fucking hate it. I also hate how short he looked. It was very weird. I know, look, I know that that Obi-Wan is sitting on that big-ass tall alien horse. But when Liam Neeson first popped up, Liam Neeson is a very tall man with a very enormous penis. But when he first pops up, I'm like, why is he so short looking? It just, like, it was, again, there's something, the way this show is shot and the way it's edited that just, like, there's so many basic fucked up things that irritate me and that was one of them and then I mean the hello there any emotional thing I could have had with him meeting little Luke instantly erased by the fact that they pull out that meme and yes I realize it's something he says in the movies however it has become an internet meme. And so putting it in the show is so egregiously just... <sighs> I hate it so much. It made me want to throw something down my TV while at my laptop. I literally said out loud, go fuck yourself. I... It... it any, any emotional thing I, I could have had for that scene was dead. Because it made me, like, just fume. It's so insulting. I just, I hate it. Um, yeah, no. Hello there. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I was, that's fine. Like, I get that people <clears throat> like it. I yeah. hate it. Also, Okay. I realize one of whole the whole things with Vader is that his arrogance is like always like his like downfall. Why does he think that pulling a bunch of rocks on a dude who can move shit with his mind is enough that 
he could just like walk away confident that the dude is dead because he's that so far up his ass it's incredible like vader is so fucking dumb and the empire is so fucking dumb so like half the time but i hate that like they shouldn't like that then your bad guy if your bad guys are that dumb that they're not scary anymore yeah and all right and here's one of these things that i'm really torn on because in terms of the the themes of it when when they finally like have that confrontation when like the helmet's all fucked up and so you've seen half of Anakin's face and and they have that conversation where it's like you didn't you didn't fail me I chose to become I you know I killed Anakin I became Darth Vader thematically that is a thing I like and think is important the fact that Anakin chose this. He chose to become Vader. Which is something, because I, and I know they talk about, like, like he even says, like, I killed Anakin. But I've always been annoyed by the people who try to be like, no, Anakin and Vader are two different people. And blah, you know, he's not responsible for blah, blah. Like, no. Anakin chose this. And I think that's a cool moment of, no, you didn't fail me. I wanted this. Is great. I thought it was ridiculously like badly written and so like just to have any sense of nuance in your writing whatsoever and i think goodbye darth is one of the worst lines ever written in star wars they just really want to tie everything up to like why he calls vader darth and a new hope like i i I think that sometimes they try to connect everything too much. And I feel like an example of that is the goodbye Darth. But I think that he just should have said Darth Vader because yeah, that's Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, like it still would have, it still would have annoyed me, but it would have been better than goodbye Darth because that's like, we know that's a title and not a name. And so that's annoying. But I'll, and that's also it just it sounds stupid. You can't. I, you and it's a great actor. You cannot deliver that line without it sounding dumb as dog shit. And I just, you know, it's so. I am somebody who cries at everything. I cry, I cry at shit that I like. I cry at shit that I don't like. I cry at fucking commercials. I cry all the time. Did not cry at all during that finale. And that's how I know it was bad. I didn't cry either. And I thought it was okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> cry during things. I think the last time I cried during anything Star Wars was Rogue One. Okay. No, I cry all the fucking time. I can cry so... <laughs> Chris Hall... Who's getting yet another mention in this episode? Yes, he posted a GIF in one of the chats. I mean, with him on on Twitter from Doctor Who, and it wasn't even like he wasn't even like talking about Doctor Who. It was just a reaction GIF, you know, to something else. But this scene in Doctor Who is one of the most heartbreaking things of all time for Doctor Who fans. It's Doomsday when Rose is beating on the wall, separated from the Doctor. Like looking at the GIF made me tear up. That's how easily I cry. Not a, not even close to tearing up during this. 
I just wonder what will make me cry. Like I, I, I don't understand. Like I, I love Star Wars. Like I, I don't know why Star Wars has broke me. No, I'm trying to think of like when's the last time I got like super emotional. Um, as as bad as Rise of Skywalker was, I think that Leia's death got to me, but mostly just because that it's Carrie. Like I think if 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 Leia died with Carrie still alive, that wouldn't have gotten me at all. Um, I definitely cried when Han died, even though I knew it was coming. Oh, you knew the spoilers? Like even, no. no. I just have seen movies before and I knew that Harrison was fucking done. <laughs> and the fact that they got the, the like, I was like, well, the only way that Harrison is coming back is because they're probably going to kill Han. It's incredible. But, but still made me cry a ton. I don't, I don't think I, I don't remember if I cried with Luke's death. I mean, Luke is not my character. Sorry, Steel Saunders. He's just not. But I think I liked him so much at Le- in Last Jedi that that might have gotten me. But I can't, I can't remember. And I don't remember if I cried at Rogue One. Because I went into Rogue One expecting them all to die. I might have teared up. I cried at Endgame. Oh, I still have not seen Endgame. I've seen like half of it. I'm never gonna want. I'm. I'm never gonna watch it at this point. The fact that those Marvel fucks can make me cry and like Star Wars can't. Like, there's really something wrong with that. <laughs> I think if I watched Endgame, I would cry, and I would. I would be so mad at myself for it because I. So fucking over Marvel, but that would make me cry. However, Miss Marvel continues to be good. I know I haven't watched the most recent episode. I need to. Show's great. Fucking love it. It is a good show. The best show on Disney right. Plus right now. I don't really think there's well, anything else. The best show on the best show on Disney Plus right now is Bluey, but that does not count because that is not a Disney Plus show. It's just a show that they have. Yeah, they're putting a lot of stuff. I saw they just put Glee up. Oh, oh. oh man. I used to love Glee. Of I... course you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was big in high school. Like, we'd, watch, we'd watch it with the whole family. Like, it was it was fun. And then everything got weird. And then, like, I feel like that cast is, like, cursed. Like, there's always, like, these horrific things that happen to the cast. Like, Ugh. And then there's Leah Michelle, which she just bothers Ugh. me. She is a very annoying person. She is. Ugh. I hope that she doesn't end up getting Spring Awakening, or not Spring Awakening, uh, a funny girl. Yeah, no. No, Ugh. don't don't give Leah Michelle what she wants. Like, give it to anyone else. Like, give it to... Uh, I don't know, just anyone. Give it to Emily. Give Emily funny girl. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that is uh, within my capabilities. I want Emily to go on stage and sing Don't Rain on My Parade. Okay? Also, I really I really don't like musicals. 
I like maybe like maybe four musicals. Yeah, I, I, I'm not the biggest musical person. I even like music. Like, I mean, I only like Taylor Swift, so I, I shouldn't talk. But you know, no, this is a that, yeah. No, I've had many conversations about what a weird person I am because I am not into like I like the music that I like. I'm not into music at all. Yeah, I never just like sit down and like I can't, the thought of like sitting down and listening to an album alone with my thoughts is horrifying yeah i just no i just do it when i when i run on my work breaks yeah like yeah yeah. like i listen to music i listen to it like i listen sometimes on the subway when i'm not listening to podcasts or i listen at work if i'm if i'm doing something where i can't have spoken word stuff because it's too distracting that music is fine otherwise just and i know i don't need to ever experience new music I can just listen to the artists that I like, and when they put out an album, I will get that. So I buy albums maybe once or twice a year, and that's okay. Yeah. I am perfectly happy with that. I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll, like, I, I, I like Taylor Swift. I will, I'll buy whatever Amy Mann puts out. I'll buy whatever Josh Ritter puts out. I'll go see They Might Be Giants whenever they're around because I've been listening to them since middle school and I love them. Other than that, I don't, I don't need to discover anything. I just really want Taylor Swift to go back on tour. But then, like, there's I have to deal with Taylor Swift fans. Mm. And I just wish that all Taylor Swift fans were like Eric Struthers and just, like, kept to themselves-ish yeah. and made, like, collab videos on YouTube. Because like <laughs> the the ones that are out roaming roaming the streets and the forests are crazy. Yeah, she's she's got some um, intense people, but then she's also got like some intense people who are like like super negative. And I'm like, I don't I don't get the hate. Like I look, I, I I'm not saying I don't understand not liking her. I understand not liking anybody. But the the level of hate that she gets seems bizarre to me. Yeah, I agree. It's it's weird seeing like I feel like we haven't seen it much since the Kanye West incident, this the second mm-hmm. one. So yeah, and I think that she's recovered from that because that really changed her career was when all that stuff happened that really changed her and how she does things and you know how in the out of the public she is now is you know you go through something really traumatic and really you know but i mean i don't know not everyone was a good guy in that situation i think that's great that sometimes like your heroes fuck up like that's okay but like she learned from it she came back and you know it made her a better person you know it shouldn't have happened but yeah i'm glad i'm glad that the squad you know went away i don't think that was a good phase for taylor her and her girl squad like squads are pretty much never a good idea yeah yeah, no, but anyway, fucking she's cool and to like writes good songs and folklore is a fucking awesome album. So 
It is. I'm very proud of the work that she did during COVID. Like, that's just insane. Like, creating, like, two beautiful albums, Folklore and Evermore. Like, dude, the number of times in the past few months that I listened to Mad Woman is bananas. <laughs> like, that is one that just went on repeat. And it's an awesome song, and the lyrics are very good. And we're very helpful. I'm just an August girl. You know, meet me behind the mall. <laughs> you know? We're very different people, Brittany. But we like the same things, and we came together because of <laughs> We both kind of like Star Wars sometimes. I like Star Wars more than America right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, um, so, uh, let me, what is the, (sighs) Friends of the Force started up a, uh, fundraising campaign, uh, they're calling it What Choice, uh, off the, the, um, Rogue One. And it is raising money for abortion funds. Um, they have raised, I think, like close to. I think they've hit forty grand already, um, which is awesome. And they're they're running a lot of things, and they're doing like some raffles, and some other people are doing some giveaways. But uh, if you go to at Friends of Force on Twitter, you can find their that their pin tweet is to their GoFundMe. And, and and we've retweeted it a couple of times, so you can find it there. Yeah, they're at this moment, they are at $42,685, and they're raising money, and that's going to the National Abortion Federation. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's an impressive amount of money. It's very cool. It's great that we can all come together and agree that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's sh- so, like mind-boggling shitty that we have to but i'm glad that people have have shown up and put put money towards this um jesus fucking christ everything is a nightmare i don't even know what to say uh so give some money to that if you can or just you know retweet it um continue to support the amadala initiative I mean, you know, it's fucking still Pride Month for another couple of days. Let's let's kick them some more funds. Um, everything is bad and the world's on fire, so do do what you can. Just tragic. It's just uh... <sighs> glad we could end our show on an uplifting note. Well, it's kind of on brand for us. That's true. I mean, it's not like this has been the most positive show. Well, just we're general. here. We're together. We're living. We're thriving. We're not living, laughing, loving, but we're uh, we're here. Yep, that's true. And we're gonna be in London next year for Emily's flirty forty. Ugh, gross! Oh, I love it. Yeah, we're not doing that. Well, we have to do something. You have to find something that rhymes with 40 or else it's going to continue being Nothing. flirty 40. First, first of all, that does not rhyme. Well, 
Well, then we need to find something that rhymes. Any suggestions, let us know. Um, anything else going on, Brittany, that we need to talk about? Well, I'm looking up right now what words rhyme with 40. Um, oh, my God. Shorty? Sporty? Nope. Nope. Because uh, I'm not. Let's see. Uh, corgi? Emily's Corgi 40. Oh, my God. That totally works if we're going to England. Oh, Glory 40? A for me, nope, for me, rhyme. 40. First of all, they are really stretching the definition of rhyme on this list. Sporty, I'll give you. Shorty, I'll give you. Anything, none of the other ones have been rhymes. I don't know. This list is shit. But other than that, I, I, th- I think that's it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um... Yeah, so Thursday, hopefully we'll have our passes. Eh, we will. Don't don't worry about and it. Hopefully it goes. Hopefully it goes smoothly. I mean, that's. I mean, part part of the worry is they've just done so many things so badly that. <laughs> but we got we got tickets for Anaheim and for Chicago. So I just hope my Anna or I hope my Star Wars celebration Karen doesn't come out again. <laughs> You cannot bring that out in a foreign country. No, I can't. Like Karen's only for America. Like yeah. I, I can't be nice yeah. to. I can't be mean to people with accents. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, I can be mean to people with accents who I know. Yeah, yeah, but then also, like you know, the argument goes, you know, like the producer lives in America now, so like technically, like oh, I can be mean but to I, Dave. I can't do Dave's so fucking nice. I he wouldn't even harm a fly. No, fuck Dave. Day. But he's he's just so nice. He's the worst. He's he, then he. I don't know. It just no. Dave's the worst. Fuck him. Who do we not fuck? <laughs> Who do we not fuck at this point, Emily? I feel like we fucked even... everyone. <laughs> I don't even know why I decided to be mean to Dave. I genuinely have no idea. We need a producer. <laughs> oh my god, that would be nice. Then I wouldn't have to edit. Does he show. actually edit their show? No, oh. no. It does generally. Oh yeah, huh? Editor is more of a. I mean, no, producer is more of an honorary title. I think it's kind of like how sometimes, like it'll be like executive producer tom hanks when he didn't do shit it's just that's part of the, your contract negotiations also he just has a bitch in contract oh yeah okay. that makes sense yeah yeah but then the contract sent him to utah i don't know i don't, I don't think the scruffy lean podcasters were responsible for that but who knows maybe it was a curse that they placed upon him you're probably right it was the hobbit that did it <laughs> anyway don't listen to Scruffy Lean Podcasters. Listen to Steel Wars. Listen to Blue Harvest. Listen to Bad Motivators. Listen to other podcasts that aren't us. 
I'm struggling here, Brittany. Let's bring it home. Where are you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is at Cantobite Pod. You can email us cantobitepod at gmail.com. Again, check out the fundraisers done by at Amadal Helps or at Friends with Horse. And other than that, we will, I think, hopefully, talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck on the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany, the Jinch, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one.